This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Swung on, launched to left field deep. Fam going back, looking up. He will watch it fly. A miraculous comeback by the A's in the ninth cap by Matt Chapman's three-run home run. And the A's have won again. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. And welcome back to the Coliseum where the A's up in Seattle split a doubleheader against the Mariners. The A's had the big lead early. It was 5-0 going to the bottom of the fourth in the first game, but the Mariners scored the game's last six runs. They win at 6-5, but the A's bounced back. They did exactly what they did on Saturday in Arlington where the A's had the lead in the first game. Uh, actually, the Rangers had scored five runs in the bottom of the first. The A's were playing catch-up in the first game. On Saturday, and they lost. A's lost that one five to two. But then the A's bounced back with a ten in the nightcap and got themselves a split. And today they score nine in the nightcap and blank the Mariners nine nothing. Mike Miner's first win as an Athletic and his first of the year is a gem. The two had shutout, and even if you go seven in a doubleheader game, it counts officially as a shutout. More importantly, the A's are thirty and eighteen. With just a dozen games to go, and the magic number for the A's right now to clinch the division is just six. Could happen over the weekend when the Giants come in here. Any combination of A's wins and Astros losses adding up to six, and the A's will be the Western Division champs for this uh, truncated but still very difficult uh, 2020 campaign. So the A's get the split on to Colorado, and the A's and the Rockies will tee it up tomorrow night. This is the A's Clubhouse Show, and it's brought to you by your Northern California Lexus dealers. When we come back, Chris Townsend will pick up the coverage, and that's coming up right after this. And now another edition of Obvious News from GEICO. Obvious News! A study says that soft talkers do not make great radio personalities. We asked local librarian Steve Sage about this, and here's what he said. Honestly, I don't buy it. I think I make very captivating radio. Also in Obvious News, GEICO makes it easy to save money and easy to manage your policy with the GEICO app. So switching is a really smart decision. How does Steve feel about this? I love the GEICO app. I use it all the time. That's Obvious News from GEICO. Obvious News! Sunmade chocolate covered raisins have the magic of chocolate mixed with the goodness of raisins. Imagine the sweetness of golden raisins covered in pure milk chocolate or smooth peanut butter. How about mixed with crunchy almonds or maybe dusted with dark cocoa? Imagine no more because you can enjoy this indulgent goodness now. Sunmade chocolate covered raisins, available at Lucky, Saymart, or Food Max near you. If you're looking for the latest green and gold gear for the 2020 season, look no further than athletics.com slash shop for your officially licensed gear. That's athletics.com slash shop. This is A's Clubhouse. Chris Townsend with you here on the A's Clubhouse show presented by your Northern California Lexus dealers. And we bring in Ken Korak from the Coliseum. And Ken, it's just, this is crazy. I mean, everything that's going on and to watch these guys play through 
their air quality was just awful up there. Jesus Lazardo said, you know, you felt gassed by the time you walked out to the foul line from the dugout. And it's just now you got to get on a plane. You got to fly to Colorado. If if anybody's ever been to Denver, that that airport's like forty five minutes outside of downtown Denver. I just what these guys are going through. It's just it's truly unbelievable. And you drive down Frederico Pena Boulevard, coming out of the airport there in Denver. And yeah, and the other thing too, Chris, is that I mean it's been you know pretty well researched that. Recovery for an athlete is much more difficult when you get into altitude. And so you think of what the A's have been through and playing all these games and three doubleheaders in seven days and uh, two doubleheaders in the last three days and all the travel and now the bad air quality. Now to come out and play at altitude tomorrow. And like I was saying the last couple of days, when they get to that day off on Thursday, Chris, uh, they will have earned it. Yeah, you know what it's it's going to be is Bob Melvin saying to these guys, don't do anything. Just just put your feet up and relax and try and have some normalcy because, yeah, they have earned it. And I'm glad you bring that up because the reality is in, in baseball, finally with Larry Walker getting into the Hall of Fame, people are now starting to realize when you play in altitude it is hard to stay healthy you can ask the anybody that played for the broncos the avalanche the nuggets you name it playing in altitude is really really hard and teams go in there i can tell you being on the sidelines with the raiders for a couple of years up there by the fourth quarter your team is absolutely gassed i mean it is hard to play up there and, and hard to maintain a certain level and it's one of the reasons why ken we've so many We've seen so many boxers train in altitude to, to, to help their lungs in a fight. I mean, it's not easy. Long-distance runners, you know, like 10K runners and marathon runners training at altitude, too. And I've done a lot of games there, a lot of basketball. And, you know, I'm just a guy broadcasting the games. I remember <laughs> doing some games at Wyoming in Laramie, which is like 7,000 feet, man. And you'd, be, you'd feel it. You're thinking, is the second wind ever going to come around here? I remember. I, I hope it happens before halftime. I've been to Breckenridge once, and like you get out of the car and you immediately feel different. Like yeah. you're like real. I mean, you're way high up, and you're like, wow. So yeah, it's going to be a tough one for the A's. But you know what? Uh, you know, the first game should have won it. They didn't. Not going to criticize. This stretch is just so tough for these guys. I know they're professional yeah. athletes. I know they're paid a lot, but this has just been brutal. But one of the reasons they're having such a good year, Chris, is their dedication to what they're doing and their goal, uh, not only to win the, the division, but to get deep into the postseason. And they, nothing, they're, they're undaunted when they're faced with adversity. And they just seem to bounce back, and they play every game, and led by Bob Melvin, of course, who is like the ultimate, let's just stay in the moment, and let's try to reduce the distractions as best we can and all the outside noise, and let's just focus on playing hard today, and they really play hard in a situation today where the second game could have been tough, Chris, right? I mean, they had a tough loss in the first game. They flew all night from Arlington. They knew they were flying again after the game to go to Denver, and yet they come out and they play a great game, and uh, blank, uh, the Mariners 9-0. doesn't hurt when you get the kind of start they got from Mike Miner. Yeah, to take people behind the curtain, we're prepared for this game to be canceled the second game, and we're going to have to go to... uh, a different clock and a different deal, but uh, they end up making it happen. Let's quickly go over the highlights as Ramon Laureano was robbed. What a catch this was by Lewis, the center fielder. 
And Laureano on a breaky ball. It's a high five ball. Left center field deep. Lewis back at the track, right to the wall, leaping at the wall, and he brings it back. The A's were that close to a grand slam. Kyle Lewis, the rookie center fielder, racing toward left center, bracing himself and leaping literally over the wall. And Rob Laureano of a grand slam and robbing the A's of a 5-0 lead. Tremendous extension, got up as high as he could, way over the wall and brings it back. The A's have to settle for one. What a great play by that kid. 1-0 A's, Mariners coming up in the bottom half. It was Griffey-like, and I can guarantee you, Ken, Lewis can dunk a basketball with ease. (laughs) (laughs) They've got a good one there, right? I mean, they've got to deal with that kid for the next six or seven years for sure. Can you just imagine what it would be like to be able to jump that high? I could dunk a golf ball when I was in high school. That was about the extent of my uh, the lift that I had when I, I tried to do anything more than that. It was embarrassing. You know, hey, that's just one of those where you know if everybody was in the ballpark, that would have been a standing ovation. That Absolutely. was uh, phenomenal. That was incredible. But, but Loriano would be back in the third. Two two swung on down the right field line into the corner. Lopes giving chase, still going. Can't get it. It's a fair ball. He falls down into foul territory. Olsen is home, and behind him is Lamb, and the A's get two. Loriano drives in a pair, and it's 3-0 Oakland as he stands at second base. Opposite field double for Loriano, and the A's build on their advantage in the nightcap. What a great at-bat by Loriano. And to be honest, I thought that ball was in the seats. He might have thought so as well as he initially looked at it. Did not know about it. Lopes just missed it. Just could not get to it and fell down. And then how about these rookie catchers? Let's play the Hyman third inning. 2-2, swung on and hit hard to first, past the diving white. That's down into right field for hit. Laureano's around third. He'll score standing up high in the second. No, he makes the wide turn and holds at first base. RBI single, Jonah Hyman, 4-0 Oakland. So Jonah gets his fifth big league RBI. But all of a sudden, the catching tandem of the athletics uh, with Murphy and Heim driving in some big runs. Well, it was crushed by Heim. You knew Fossey was going to like that. Well, he's going to jump in there, chairman of the catching union for sure. <laughs> the young catchers, though, I mean, not That'd only do they call a good game, but they're, they're starting to produce with the bat. They are. I mean, sometimes you look at a young catcher, you say, and, and the first thing, of course, is to handle the pitchers and do all those things, but they're really producing, and in the first game, you know, Murphy had the home run in the fourth inning, and they had moved him up to the number six spot in the order. So you have to get production from those guys. And I think that, you know, I was thinking about this earlier today, that, you know, let's say the A's face a, a lefty. I wonder if there was, might be a time when you would maybe catch Heim and have Murphy DH even if his bat stays hot, Chris. Well, that's interesting. So the A's would get one in the first. They get five in the third. And let's go to the sixth inning because I want to get you out of here, Ken, as the A's would go back-to-back jacks. Here's the one-two pitch to delivery. And that's swung on and drilled left field. Back on it, Marmaleos, deep in the alley. Lewis from center. He will turn and watch it fly. And Canna has hit it out. And the Athletics have taken an 8 nothing lead. And they really get a cushion in this top of the sixth inning on Canna's fourth home run. And now the 1-1 pitch, breaking ball, high drive into right. Lopes going back, Lopes at the track, he'll turn and watch it fly. 
<laughs> and welcome to the athletics in a big way tonight. Jake Lamb with a double and now a home run. And the A's have taken a nine to nothing lead. And that's his first of the year. <laughs> Change of scenery. Yeah, how about that? I mean, let, let, let's be honest, Ken. The A's hadn't got a whole lot of production out of the third base spot in a while. This is the most that they got. And Lamb comes in, new team, two for four, hits a jack, scores two runs as the DH. Uh, this was great to see. I hope he gets a lot of it bats the rest of the way, too, Chris. I'm sure you agree. The A's have 12 games left because he was idle for a time after the D-backs let him go. Only had 43 at-bats for them. Didn't show any rust tonight, but... Yeah, I mean, he could be a factor for the club and good addition and a low-risk addition. A guy who has a track record, he's had two tough years, but he's a free agent after the year. So, you know, there's really not much of a financial burden that the A's will have to incur either. So, yeah, this was a, a it's a win-win and a low-risk thing. And uh, we'll see if Jake Lamb can uh, come up big for the A's because they're going to need it with not only Chapman and Pinder out, but apparently Piscotty out as well. Yeah, that was uh, when you heard his knee pop, that's never good. And let's just say Lamb goes on to be very productive. It just shows the human brain just how complicated. I mean, just the change of scenery, going to another team, having new teammates, putting on a different uniform, living in a different city, staying in a hotel, and, and all of a sudden you kind of get your craft back. It's just crazy how the brain works. It is, too. And the other thing that Tori Lovello, the manager of the D-backs, said was that he felt badly that they let Lamb go because he, you know, two or three years ago was maybe their best player, made the all-star team. And, you know, we've, we've talked about his numbers and the 30 home runs in a year of 29, popular in the Phoenix area. But in this kind of a season, Chris, you don't have the time to let somebody work their way out of a big slump like that. So if this had been a 162-game season, likely he would not have been available and the D-backs would have been patient with him and would have given him more opportunities, but that just wasn't available this year, and so uh, that turned out to be a plus for the A's because he was out there. And I can't believe I'm saying this. We saw a complete game. Even though it was seven innings, we saw a complete <laughs> game. A yeah, CG. CG. It's like I think it's the seventh <laughs> time the A's have had a, a starter go seven this year, too. Yeah. Now, good stuff as the Athletics get the shutout victory 9-zip. Uh, get a good night's sleep, have a safe drive home, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll do it again tomorrow, right, partner? We're going to be doing it uh, just about every day. <laughs> talk to you later, bud. <laughs> See ya. Yeah, it's been a long day. It's been a long whatever, but, hey, we got baseball, and that's all that matters. 510-956-3700. That's 510-956-3700. It's true. These guys are you want to you want to talk about grinding, as Sean Mania called it grindy. It is. I mean, I don't care if you're on a private plane. The flying sucks. The hotels suck. I mean, who flies in for one day and plays two games? That's just unheard of. And then now you're flying back towards the middle. It's not like you're coming home. It's not like you're flying to, like, L.A. You're now flying into the mountain time zone. So it's three different time zones. Now you got to go to Colorado. And the elevation thing is real, folks. Ken's not joking. I can tell you from my time working in the NFL, it is real. It beats your body up. And if you're not used to it and you're going in there for just a couple days, that's why no one's figured out. Really the way to do it. 
Because if you follow the NFL, they've been playing in Mexico City, and there was, do you fly in right before the game? Because your body's not going to adjust? Do you wait like a week? I remember the Patriots one time stayed in Denver for a week before they went to take on the Raiders when Jack Del Rio was the head coach. I mean, dealing with elevation is no joke. And then, my God, and I went over it yesterday. We don't need to go over it again, but the size of the ballpark is incredible. And then, of course, it's, it's elevation. Whether they got the balls in the humidor or not, the ball flies. So Coors Field can put a whooping on your pitching staff. I'm just so thankful that when this is all said and done, this roadie, the A's are going to actually have one day off. One day. And that's going to be, really, if I was one of them, it would be a day where I'm doing nothing. I'm going to take this not only as a physical break, but a mental break. I don't want to see baseball. I don't want to touch a baseball. I don't even want to think about baseball. Because after that, boom, here we go. It'll be almost the end of the season. And hopefully the Astros keep losing. A's keep winning. Magic number is six. And you you get that down and clinch. Clinch early, which then allows you to kind of, all right, how do we want to do this? How do we want to set up? And this is something, if you didn't hear in between games, I want to give you, we've been joking here off the air, it's a hot take Monday. Uh, Let me give you a hot take that I was talking about uh, in between the games. The number is 510-956-3700. A's lose the first game, 6-5, but win the second game, 9-zip. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show, presented by your Northern California Lexus dealers. Here's what we want everyone to do. Count all the hugs you haven't given, all the hands you haven't held, all the dinners you didn't share with friends, the trips you haven't taken. Keep track of them. Each one means one less person vulnerable, one less person exposed, and one step closer to a healthier community. So for now, keep your distance, but don't lose count. We'll have some catching up to do. Kaiser Permanente. Thrive. The Lexus NX is crafted to take on the modern adventure called life. Alexa, what's the quickest route home? With Amazon Alexa compatibility and the advanced Lexus safety system, the Lexus NX is modern utility for the modern world. Because modern obstacles require modern solutions. See your Northern California Lexus dealer. Amazon Alexa and all related logos are trademarks of Amazon.com Inc. or its affiliates. Not all Amazon Alexa functionality is available for in-vehicle use. Want a more exciting checking account? First United Credit Union is swinging for the fences with a free rewards checking account. As a local not-for-profit financial institution, First United Credit Union is giving you no monthly fee, no minimum balance, pays interest, and earns up to double points on a Visa rewards card. Redeem points for gift cards, travel, merchandise, even cash. Better yet, for a limited time, they'll give you $100 to open an account and use it. Open an account online or at any of their East Bay branches. Visit firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics for details. Insured by NCU A's fans, let's continue to do our part in stopping the spread of COVID-19. Be sure to wear a mask when you leave the house, maintain social distancing, and wash your hands frequently. Visit athletics.com slash resources for additional resources and information on COVID-19. Help your community stay safe by doing your part. Please stay safe. Visit athletics.com slash resources. That's athletics.com slash resources. 
You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Let's pause for station identification right here on A's Cast in the A's Radio Network. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. You know, Monday in the sports talk world is always hot take Monday. What's your hot take? Especially after week one of the NFL. Robert Costa, his hot take was, is Miner now the game one starter for the playoffs? Ooh. My hot take was, Jimmy Garoppolo will not be the 49ers quarterback next year. You want another hot take? Well, it's not really a hot take. I just, I, I, I kind of want to hit the pause button on Jesus Lazardo. And the reason why I say that is too many times on this show, we build up young players to be like superstars already. And the way we view these guys, we can't wait to see them. Oh, my God, Chris Carter, oh, Taylor, these guys, you know. Jesus Lazaro is a dynamic arm, and he can strike a lot of people out. But the reality is... Let's let's pump the brakes on being a ace on he has to be in the postseason rotation. He's got a 4.32 ERA. We, we still got what, 12 games to go? Let's just kind of let's 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 let it play out before we say anybody has to be starting. And I know I've been bullish on fires, but I'll even pump the brakes. You're not superstar with a 4.32 ERA. Let's 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 be honest. And if you didn't hear this in between games, I was like, you want to know what a superstar young pitcher is? Let me give you a guy by the name of Dwight Gooden. At the age of 19 years old, 1984, Dwight Gooden was 17 and 9 with a 2.60 ERA and threw 218 innings. They didn't baby him. He was unhittable at 19. He followed that season up with 24 wins, 16 complete games, 276 and two thirds innings pitched with a 1.53 ERA. Was the Cy Young Award winner. No-brainer, okay? That is a superstar young pitcher. He finished fourth in the MVP balloting. So in back-to-back years, Dwight Gooden was Rookie of the Year, All-Star, got MVP and Cy Young votes, and then followed that up with winning the Cy Young, getting MVP votes, and being an All-Star again. That is dominance of a young, great pitcher. Now, of course, off-the-field problems and stuff end up happening with Dwight, but I just want to show you or just give you those numbers because we're acting like that's Jesus Lazardo. Well, Dwight Gooden didn't have a four ERA. His ERA was never in the fours until he was 29 years old and he had substance abuse problems. All those years was under, was under three or definitely under four. We need to pump the brakes on how this kid's arm's dynamic. He can strike guys out, but he also gets squared up. We're living in an era 
where hitters, they're not phased by 96. We're in the era of travel ball. Far different from what a lot of us older get-off-my-long guys, where we were told to play football, play basketball, do this, play as much. Now these kids, all they do is play baseball, and all they do is play it year-round. I live across the street from a park where they're playing baseball. Even when everything was shut down, they're still playing games outside the park from my house with umpires, uniforms, the whole thing. These kids play year-round. They're seeing higher velocity than we ever saw. I mean, 90 miles an hour was throwing gas. 90 miles an hour now? That's BP. These kids are squaring up 98. So, yeah, he's got really good stuff, but he's hittable. And hopefully the next two starts, he's unhittable, and then you just say, yes, he has to pitch. But until I see that consistency, I'm not going to act like he's Sandy Koufax, and neither should you. He's got a long way to go. I mean, you're facing a Seattle Mariner team that, you know, you got a lot of guys where you're looking on that team going, who are these guys? I think he is going to be an ace someday, and I think he will lead this staff for many, many years to come. But as of right now, we just kind of need to pump the brakes. Gene in Oakland, lead us off tonight here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Hey, Chris. You're talking about uh, Dwight Gooden. That was that was a really tragic story, as I remember it. But uh, another guy that comes to mind is Vita Blue. You yeah. know, I mean, he was he was a you know superstar just right from the beginning. Yeah, I think I agree with you on Luzardo. Luzardo's uh, he's got all the stuff. He's got all the weapons, the arsenal. But he, you know, he can't get through the second the the lineup a second time. Uh, the same problem with Montas, but. Uh, but at least Luzardo is, you know, he's just shy of 23, he's still very young. So he's going to learn, you know, he's got, I think, I think his ego kind of gets to him. I think he, he gets a little upset that, that when people hit a home run, like how did that happen? You know, why are you hitting my, my stuff? So when he learns how to, how to use what he has better, you know, second and third time through the lineup, then I think he will be a star. I mean, the sooner the better too. You know, we went into the season hoping that Montas and Luzardo were going to be, you know, uh, honest to goodness, ones, one and two uh, starters. And it's not working out that way. I mean, our number one starter is Chris Bassett. Well, bully for him, you know. Uh, you know, a guy that's a journeyman, what is he, like 30 years old or so, pitching very well. But he wouldn't be a number star- number one starter on, on any of the other you know, outstanding teams in the in Major League Baseball right now, and that's a that's a real problem. I mean, I, I don't know who we should uh, fall back on for our like our three starters going into the playoffs at this point. Um, you know, Fires, uh, Manaya, Manaya, uh, Bassett. Uh, I think there's a lot of question marks there, right? Uh, and this, whoever suggested that Mike Miner might might join the group, well. Let's not let's pump the brakes on that one too. I mean, <laughs> it, it, guy, it, it was one years old. Yeah, right? we, I mean, you know, it was a joke, Gene. It was a joke. <laughs> no. Oh, all right, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Hot was. take Monday, Gene. It's a hot take Monday. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have any hot takes, though, unfortunately. I mean, I, you know, going into the playoffs, I'm I'm very concerned because 
you know, it seems to me, um, if you really have any serious hopes of, of, of getting through the playoffs, maybe the, to the world series, you know, you've got to have, first of all, you got to you have to have a, a couple of all-star level, maybe future hall of fame level pitchers at least. And you got to have at least one guy in the lineup that scares the other pitcher, you know, a Mike, like a Michael Brantley or, um, you know, that just, you know, we, we got to, we, we don't want to face him. That kind of, that kind of a guy, we don't have anybody right now. You know, I guess we hope that Chapman would be there, but you know, he's, of course he's gone. Um, I mean, uh, lose uh, Lariano, uh, Olson, you know, these are guys that, uh, and Simeon, you know, if they could just up their game a bit, you know, maybe one of them can, can be that guy and, uh, and the others can, can contribute and, you know, and help set things up. But we're, I'm, I'm afraid we're just not playing well enough at this point, and especially with our bullpen now starting to leak oil. You got to, you got to, you got to cut them some slack, man. They're on a brutal stretch yeah. right now. I mean, I, I know. This is not, yeah. this is not normal. I mean, the you, you, you're basically, and I appreciate the phone call, Gene. You're basically in survival mode right now. I mean, your your head's spinning. By the way, Vita Blue wanted to look it up. By the time Vita was 21, he was 24 and eight with a 1.82 ERA and had eight shutouts and 24 complete games. Now, I know he, the contract issues and everything, so next year wasn't great. But after that, 20 and 9, 17 and 15, 22 and 11, 18 and 13. I mean, come on. Young. The other one I want to look at, I, I, I always bring him up, but I forget to look at his stats because he was a big part of the 85 team, was Brett Saberhagen. I mean, he was a baby pitching for the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, his second year, his second year, Brett Saberhagen, 1985. Brett Saberhagen is 20 and 6 at the age of 21, winning the Cy Young Award and the World Series with George Brett and the boys at 21, 20 and 6, 2.87. 10 complete games, 32 starts, 235 and a third innings. See, that's the thing that whether you look at Jesus, you look at Murphy, some of these guys, they haven't played a lot. They don't have a lot of innings under their belt, but great to see Murphy. Murphy and Heim, are you serious? This catching tandem? I mean, they're just they're they're just they're just kids. And they're raking. And they're monsters. They're linebackers. I think it was it. Was it? I've been talking to Ray every game. So I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. But what team has won the division in the history of the game and had two rookie catchers? I don't know if that's ever been done before. Clearly, if you would like to research that, I would appreciate it and get back to me, and you can hit me up at Townsend Radio on Twitter. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that research. Dave Feldman, please do the research. I'm out. I just I have the question. Does anybody have the answers? Has anybody ever won their division in baseball? No matter what decade we're talking about, what era of baseball, they did it with having two rookie catchers. I don't know. I if I had to bet, 
I would bet on the answer is no. But then again, I lose all the time, so it is what it is. But how about Lamb's debut? Lamb's debut, very, very impressive. And you got to remember, with Chapman's bad hip and striking out as much as he was, we haven't, we haven't really seen any production out of the third base spot in a while. That was good to see while he was DHing. But if he can do that, play some 3B and put up some numbers down the stretch, that could be huge. All right, coming up next, we're going to have Vince Catronio with Mike Miner. A complete game. It's seven innings, but a complete. We can actually write CG. Unbelievable. You are listening to the A's Clubhouse Show, presented by your Northern California Lexus dealers. Driven, determined, resilient. Cal State East Bay students are today's creative thinkers and tomorrow's workforce for the region. Cal State East Bay is recognized as one of the most transformative college experiences nationwide, educating the new generation that questions the status quo and works together to find meaningful solutions. Apply today for our degree and certificate programs. We are not just a university. We are a community. Find yourself here at csueastbay.edu. You're working from home. So how do you connect with coworkers and clients? With Ring Central, the number one global communication solution for business. Ring Central makes talking, texting, collaborating, and video calls easy. And it's all on one platform. And when we say everyone should be connected, we mean it. It's why we're giving Ring Central free to educators, health providers, and nonprofits. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Welcome to the new Ring Central. In the A's Clubhouse Show. Chris Davis with the A's ninth walk-off of the year. A long drive to right center that just kept on going. Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of Oakland A's Baseball. You're listening to A's Cast. That's popped up. That should end it. Shallow right center field. Oriano converging along with Canna. And back behind them is Kemp over the shoulder. Tony makes the play. The ball game is over. A's earn a split. Mike Miner goes the distance. His first victory of 2020. And the A's drop the magic number to six. Final in the nightcap. Oakland nine. Seattle nothing. Before we get to Vinny and Miner, let's uh, let's go to Chris in Oakland. Chris, you're on the A's Clubhouse Show, presented by your Northern California Lexus dealers. Hey, thanks, Tony. I, I got to confess, I am an optimist, but I will take the split. That was a that was a bad bad trip, you know, to go from the central time zone up to the Pacific Northwest and to be in the smoke and stuff and all that. I, Ugh. I think, uh, I think we can be happy with this. And then I was thinking too the, the ballpark in Seattle, I was there once it was years ago, uh, when in the Edgar and Ichiro days, um, it's a big ballpark. So maybe it's kind of a good staging ground for Colorado. And I love to see crush crush and a double his first time up. And then hit an opposite opposite field single. Like we need that guy to get the bat on the ball if he's going to play, and he's doing it. Simeon stepping up, Canna stepping up. We got a lot of stars on this team. 
we weren't built around Matt Chapman and uh, we can, we can do it. We can do it even though he's not going to be with us. Thanks. Yeah. 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 No, thank you for the phone call. Yeah. I mean, a guy goes down season doesn't end. You got to move forward. That's why you have other people. That's why you have depth. That's why you have an alternate site. That's what, you know, he got, you know, this, you know, we talked about it with, with, with Ray. Reggie Jackson was not there in 72 for the World Series. And they still beat the Big Red Machine. Well, just because Reggie's not going to be there, do you say, well, we're not, we're not playing or we're in trouble. No, you can keep going. And that's what the A's are going to do. They can win it without him. They can win it with him. They can win it without him. And guys' numbers, to me, they just don't matter. It's just get everybody. You know, they they talk about hitting's contagious, pitching's contagious. You know, whenever you talk to the big three, Hudson, Mulder, and Zito, they talk about always wanting to – you don't want to be the guy that's losing – just need that everybody kind of firing on all cylinders when the playoff starts. That's all that matters. Your, your stats, we'll, we'll, we'll look at all. Unless you got some crazy Fernando Tatis, Mike Trout kind of stats, Everybody, this will be looked at as COVID-19 season. People just, on baseball re- reference, just, just pass right by that year. They'll look at 2020 and go, oh, yeah, that was coronavirus. But how are you all playing? When you get to that three-game series, are you going to have enough? I win. I mean, if if you heard yesterday, uh, the post-game show, week one of the NFL. So I don't know how many of you did, but I went down the line of where they rank, and I got it in front of me. I haven't updated it from today, but batting average twenty-fourth, home runs seventeenth, RBIs fifteenth. Stolen bases, 17th. Runs, 16th. On-base percentage, 14th. Slugging, 21st. OPS, 19th. Uh, Hits, 25th. Doubles, 18th. At-bats, 22nd. The only categories the A's as a team are in the top 10 are walks, strikeouts, and triples. Well, I doubt you're going to hit a lot of triples in the postseason. And what scares me is, what are they best at? Walks and strikeouts. I know everybody loves walks, but you're not going to walk your way to a World Series title. Because the further you go in this tournament, the better the pitching you're going to see. And guys are going to have scouting reports, and they're going to pound the strike zone, and you're going to be playing at pitchers' ballparks. Last time I checked, Petco Park and Dodger Stadium are pitcher ballparks. They're not offensive friendly. So that's why Tommy Listella has been so key. God, if Lamb can just, you know, isn't that crazy? Just change the scenario, just ch- change the scene, change the scenario for a guy, and can can you reboot, hit the reset button, and start being productive again? God, I mean, that would be huge for the A's. But Miner was huge for the A's, and here he is with our own Vince Catronio. Well, Tony, Mike Miner goes the distance, a complete game, two-hitter. The A's earned the uh, split, 9-0 in the nightcap. Mike, uh, a winless season until this point. 
a new team, independent race. You want to feel like I'm a part of it. Uh, how did that feel at the conclusion when you threw that final pitch and Tony made the play and that game was over? Yeah, no, it was great. Like you said, I just want to contribute. I want them to feel like they, you know, made a, made a good trade, um, that I'm, you know, worth something, I guess, coming over here, give them some depth, do whatever I have to do, uh, start bullpen, I don't care. You know, I just want to, you know, help any way I can. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty cool. You know, the, the complete game and Tony in and out there with a good catch. A lot of discussion today about the air quality. Was it a factor for you? No. Um, initially, I, you know, I, I felt it a little bit, but I didn't really have the long innings. Um, but I know a lot of the guys were talking about it in the dugout and stuff, saying how hard it was to breathe and uh, run the running the bags and running the outfield and all that stuff. So, um, you know, it was a factor, but uh, we got through it. Going through this, the things you were going through this year, the frustrations with Texas and then coming to the A's, do you feel like you did anything different or better tonight, something that, that you're going to build on uh, down, the, uh, down the stretch here for Oakland? Yeah, I think the last two outings have been better, uh, just overall stuff. I know the velocity is still down and stuff, but I feel like location, um, off-speed stuff um, has been better. You know, it's, I've been hitting locations a lot, a lot more, um, going in and out with all my pitches. So uh, I think it's close, but it's, it's just a matter of, I've been working with the training staff, the um, strength staff. You know, I, I think the guys over here really helped me out. One final question. The A's lose a tough game in the opener, six to five with a five nothing lead. They come out, they score in the first inning and they keep mm -hmm. it going. What are you learning about your new team and their resilience? And, and really they're in first place for a reason and, and they've got things they want to get accomplished and you want to be a part of it. Yeah. yeah I've seen it from afar, you know, seeing it from the other side. Uh, I don't feel like we're ever out of it, you know, no matter what inning it is, when it, no matter what the score is. Um, I feel like our hitters are, are really good and they're going up there and they're, and they're hitting the ball well. So um, it was a tough loss, you know, the first one, them coming back. Um, but, you know, it's always great to go, go back out on the mound and have a lead like that. Well done, Mike. Thank you for the visit. Yeah, you're welcome. Mike Miner joining us. Townie, now back to you. Yeah, that's why they traded for him. They got what they needed. Go out and give me some innings. And you throw a, a complete game in the second part of a doubleheader that I, I the air quality thing, it, it's terrible. We're all experiencing it. It was really bad. But I look at that and go, I get it, but they're playing in it too. And I've been out in it. It's it's just not it's not great. And sometimes you feel like you're at a bonfire. It's 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 the air quality has been bad, but they're dealing with it too. And the bottom line is, baseball is going to they they, they their mindset getting the season in. And you want to play in bad air quality, or do you want to have another doubleheader at the end of the year? And I think all these guys would say, let's just get this thing done, because that's what you know the the Padres and the Giants were staring at. They were staring at ending the season with three straight doubleheaders. And thank God there it was a, a false positive. Can you imagine that? You, you, I mean, if I'm San Diego, I, I feel like I got – I. if you get in, you got a chance to win this thing. It's a tournament, whoever's the hottest. But it, And even the Giants. I mean, the Giants, they, they got a shot to get in. You really want to end the season with three straight double headers? 
and then get like a day, maybe two days off, and hey, we're now playing this three-game set in the first round. I mean, you're going to be worn out. It's just not going to be who is physically healthy. It's going to be who's also mentally healthy who wins this thing. Who can get through this grind and not be completely chewed up and spit out? I'm not going to be shocked if you see teams get in and then they lose the first two games and then their season's done. Like, they fought so much just to get here and that they're just mentally fried. Versus whoever's fresh, which could be a National League West team because, of course, they haven't had a COVID test. They haven't had... They haven't had somebody test positive for COVID-19. They thought with the Padres, but no. I mean, the National League West has been pretty clean. To where other teams, my God, what is it with the Phillies and the Marlins are playing like seven straight times? Can you imagine all the doubleheader? I mean, that just wears on you. Hell, I'm tired. I haven't even left my house today. Other than go hit balls this morning. But I've been home all day. I've been talking all day, but I've been home all day. I can't even I can't even imagine. All I got to do is go from my house to my garage, and I'm exhausted. What do you think it's like for the A's? What do you think it's like for the Phillies and the Marlins and these teams are playing all these doubleheaders? They got to be exhausted. Traveling sucks. This isn't fun travel. Look at like Pittsburgh and Cincinnati had a doubleheader today. This is not what you, this is not, this is, this is not, it's not good. Double headers are brutal on people. By the way, in a very interesting way, we got 2-2 Seattle and Milwaukee in the seventh. Top of eight, 1-1 Minnesota and the Chicago White Sox, where in that, as A's fans, we got to be rooting for the Twinkies. And then you got San Diego leading the L.A. Dodgers 2-1 to one in the bottom of the seventh inning. How about those White Sox? Nobody's going to want to face those guys at all because they can flat out swing it. Coming up next, we still got to hear from Bob Melvin. We still got to hear from Lamb. What a debut and what a second game for the Athletics as they get the shutout victory. We'll talk about it next right here on the Ace Clubhouse Show presented by your Northern California Lexus Steelers. A's fans, there is no better way to stay in touch with the A's and even our players than following us on social media. Just head over to athletics.com slash social. That's athletics.com slash social for a full list of our social coverage from player accounts to Twitter handles and more. Now is the time to stay in touch. Head over to athletics.com slash social. That's athletics.com slash social today. As we prioritize our homes and our health, it's also a good time to reassess our finances. As a local not-for-profit financial institution, First United Credit Union wants to save you money by refinancing your loans. They may be able to lower your monthly payment on your auto loan, mortgage loan, home equity loan, or line of credit. Or maybe they can shorten your term to pay off your loan more quickly. Want more? Use the promo code ATHLETICS when you apply online at firstunitedcu.org and they'll give you $100. Insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 594075. NBC Sports California is the home of the authentic A's fan. That baby is gone! 
We're with the A's every step of the 2020 season. Join the East Bay crew of host Brody Brazil and analyst Stu Dontrell Bip and Shooty as they provide analysis on A's pre- and post-game live. Stream your A's and get the latest news all on the My Teams app. And check out NBCSportsCalifornia.com slash athletics for additional coverage from Jessica Klein-Schmidt and Scott Baer. Your A's, your way on My Teams at NBC Sports California. You're working from home. So how do you connect with coworkers and clients? With Ring Central, the number one global communication solution for business. Ring Central makes talking, texting, collaborating, and video calls easy. And it's all on one platform. And when we say everyone should be connected, we mean it. It's why we're giving Ring Central free to educators, health providers, and nonprofits. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Welcome to the new Ring Central. Did you know Geico's now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Your teenager to help around the house? Okay, Mom, I emptied the dishwasher, vacuumed the basement, and folded the sheets out of the dryer. Wait, what? Oh, and next, I'm going to clean Mitten's litter box. Are we in some kind of prank show or something? That's a camera, isn't it? There's never been a better time to switch to GEICO. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Limitations apply. Visit GEICO.com for details. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience, where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. At Roundtable Pizza, we know what you expect from a great pizza. For over 60 years, we've been hand-rolling our dough daily and using only the finest ingredients, like real California cheese and sauce made in-house. Enjoy six free garlic parmesan or cinnamon twists when you download our new Roundtable Pizza Royal Rewards app via the App Store or Google Play. Or sign up online at roundtablepizza.com rewards. Roundtable Pizza Royalty. The Oakland A's stand in solidarity with the black community against racism and injustice. This season is dedicated to championing organizations that serve the needs of Oakland's black community. The A's will work with local nonprofits focused on racial justice, social reform, African-American youth, and revitalizing Oakland. To learn more about the A's work in the community, visit athletics.com slash black lives matter. Chris Townsend with you here after a little double dip. The A's lose game one, but they take game two. And, of course, you're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show, presented by your Northern California Lexus Steelers. The number is 510-956-3700. Jesse in Pleasant Hill, welcome to the A's Clubhouse Show. Tony, um, Tommy LaStella, that, he's just exactly what this lineup needs. You know, his, his bat control. He's not looking to do anything that the rest of the guys in the lineup are looking to do. He's just looking to make contact. If you walk him, he'll take it. But he's looking to hit the ball, and and that's what they need right now. They need they need like four Tommy Lastellas. <laughs> he doesn't well, you know, he doesn't strike out. He makes contact. He takes walks. I mean, he's just a very disciplined guy. Yeah, that you know, and and. He is exactly what uh, 
you know, we were talking about on the post game show with guys like Jed Lowry in the past, but you're you're also starting to get that a little bit from um Sean Murphy as well. You know, he had another knock today. Um the guy just, you know, doesn't seem to strike out a lot. Jonah Hyam as well. This is a guy he's he's really, you know, giving you something at the bottom of the lineup. Those guys are doing that. And um, in a weird way, taking Matt Chapman out of the lineup forces the A's to put some, and Chad Pender, really, because those are two similar type hitters where they walk and they hit home runs, or Chad Pender doesn't really walk, but they hit the ball hard, but they don't really make contact. Well, a guy like VML Machine, you know, he is that type of hitter. So if he's going to be in there a little bit more, um, then you you really are adding more of that to the lineup than you had in the first half of the year. Isn't that kind of fascinating? Is yep. what 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 this lineup really needs? And I know Machine's batting average isn't very good, but the fact that just the the at bats he takes, and you look at what you're getting from your catchers, and you can throw Hyman in there too, because I'm looking at his batting average at 292. You know this this whole thought process that people have got into about batting average doesn't matter. It's just if you got a bunch of guys who don't make a lot of contact but they walk and hit some home runs, yeah, there's going to it's it, it, there's going to be times where they look great, but it's such feast or famine, right? Cuz if they're not if they're not hitting home runs, they're not walking, then you look at it and go, "Well, how are they going to score?" Yeah. Totally. And it's like uh, you're just sort of waiting on a pitcher who's struggling. You know, you're waiting on a pitcher who's falling behind, falling behind, but then you run into a Dylan Bundy or you run into a Johnny Cueto or you run into a Lance Lynn and it's, you know, you got no chance. You know, they're going seven, they're giving up one run, if that. If that. And next thing you know, you're trying to score off their bullpen. And, you know, that's the thing about uh, the A's lineup that I've been noticing and hopefully this is going to change now that it feels like this lineup is a little bit longer, is that if they run into a pitcher who's got a three-pitch mix and is around the zone, they're helpless. That's their kryptonite. If they run into a pitcher like, you know, the, the second game was a bullpen game. They're facing a bunch of relievers. Relievers only have two pitches. Uh, you know, it, it's easier to, to take one away if they're missing with it. You know, Seth Frankoff came in. He's basically sinker-slider. You know, they did what they had to do against him. And, um, but, you know, if they run into a pitcher who's around the plate with three, three pitch mix, that's bad news. You know, I mean, you just look up and down the season. Hopefully that's changing. I, you know, we'll see. They're going to face Marquez coming up here against Colorado. I would like to see some improved at bats, improved at bats from certain guys. But at this point, it sort of feels like, each guy in the lineup sort of is what he is, and you just have to hope that they're hot when they're going in. And real quick before you let me go. Well, I, I want to throw an analogy. Can I throw an analogy oh. at you? Sure. To me, they're like a football team that sits in shotgun, and every single play they throw deep. They're throwing deep every – so certain games, man, they're going to look incredible, and they're going to blow the other team out. But then there's going to be other games where the quarterback's constantly getting sacked, and you're going to ask, well, why don't you, like, 
Why don't you run the ball? Why don't you do a screen? You know, first and ten, there's nothing wrong with getting four yards, five yards, and chipping away. Why does everything have to be going deep every single play? That's what they remind me of. They remind me of that team that uh, that wants to throw deep every single play, and you know what? That's not going to work. It's going to work in some games, but other games there's nothing wrong with First, you know, first down, second down, you know, keeping yourself a uh, third down, short third down. You know, they're always facing if things are going good, they're always facing third and 10. And that's where or third and 12. And that's where you, you talk about, hey, if they face a quality guy who knows what he's doing, if you put a Lance Lynn out there. He's going to strike. What do you have? What do you have the other day? Ten strikeouts. I mean, he's going to go through this lineup like it's nothing. He went seven innings, ten strikeouts. And it was, um, and you, they got one run, and it was like, how did they get one? You know, yeah, <laughs> it was just incredible. They're vulnerable. Dealing- they, I, I will admit it, and I want, I, I love this team, and I love these kids. They're all special kids. It's a really good unit, but there's no question they, they, they are vulnerable. And then on the flip side, you look at the starting rotation, and Mike Miner was great today. Um, Jesus Lazardo was great for three innings. Um, but then you look at Jesus Lazardo's previous start, he went seven innings and looked great. And Mike Miner went three innings and then lost it in the fourth. So the, today's doubleheader was kind of a short sample of everything we've been seeing from this rotation. It's hard to get a, a read on who's doing what other than Chris Bassett and maybe Sean Manaya. I don't know who to count on going into the postseason <laughs> right now. And that makes me nervous. Yeah, because I mean, that, that somebody asked me that question. God, what was it last week? Who, who's your, who's your three? And I'm like, well, my my three now may not be the three I'm thinking about when this thing ends. I mean, right now, one guy I know for sure is Chris Bassett. That's where yeah. we are. What is the date? The 14th. As of September 14th. There's only one guy I can say, you know what, I guarantee he's got to be. And that could change if he goes out and gets blown out in his next two starts. But right now, if there's one guy, I, there's only one guy I can bet on right now, that's Chris Bassett. Everybody else, I, it's still kind of wait and see. You know, I think, and this is probably not going to be popular with your listeners, but I'm going to say it, and we talked about this earlier, and maybe I was wrong on whether or not Lizardo should be in the rotation. Okay, he's been doing well. Um, at times, I don't really know who else they would have pitched in the rotation if not for him over the last month and a half. But going into October, even if Lazardo pitches well in his next start, my thought is, given how inconsistent our rotation is and given how electric this dude can be for three innings, why not take our three best starters minus Lazardo? And then go into the bullpen and use Lazardo as a super middle guy. And Bowmel, you know, is if Lazardo's available, whoever that starter is, quick hook. I mean, as soon as he looks like he's in trouble, don't let him, don't let him walk off that mound with his head down, trailing in the game by three or four runs because he just gave up a three, four run bomb. Don't even let it get to that immediately go to Wendelkin, get out of the inning, and then start the next inning with Lazardo and let him go from there. That's what I would do. What do you think of that? You know who's been saying that, right? You? No. Well, yeah, but 
I got to give credit. This, this is Commander Cody, my producer. Cody okay. all along has been, he's more valuable in these middle high leverage innings, especially since, I mean, we finally saw him go seven. But what, what do we know about modern-day playoff baseball? The odds of you as a starter going deep, hey, if you got the pedigree of Scherzer, uh, Strasburg, DeGrom, one of these guys, but for the most part, as you said, once there starts being issues out on the base pass, managers get real itchy, and they like to yeah. make changes. And so, for example, is Jesus Lazardo, and I'm glad you brought it up because whenever we bring this up on Ace Cast Live, uh, my, my, you should see at Townsend Radio, people are blowing me, blowing me up, telling me we're morons. But is Jesus Lazardo more? Is is he more valuable? Able to come out of the pen, and let's say game one and game three, pitching in high leverage situations versus just starting in one game. Of course he's more. I mean, let's say he goes out and gives you five innings game one or two or whatever and gives up a couple of runs. That's cool. But he could potentially go three innings in two different games, and now you're talking about six innings. Well, if each game goes nine innings, you just, you just got six dominant innings out of 27. So that's better than five. And you can use them in multiple games. You know, the Dodgers had a pitcher in 1959 named, uh, oh, God, I think it was Larry Sherry or Norm Sherry. I think it was Larry Sherry. No, there was and, Norm uh, Sherry. There was Norm Sherry. Well, I think this was his brother, Larry. And, and he was the 1959 World Series MVP. And I, I was just looking at this on Baseball Reference a couple months ago. He, he pitched in all four of their wins, and he got two wins out of the bullpen, and he got two saves out of the bullpen. And I think he went three innings in all four of his appearances, and he got the World Series MVP. Lazardo could do something like that. I would put him in the Larry Sherry role through the whole postseason because I just don't trust this starting rotation right now. Larry Sherry, I'm looking it up right now. Played for the Dodgers in 1958 to 1963. In 1959, he was the World Series MVP. Say, so, hey, you got it right. It's Larry Sherry. No, yeah, I, 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 we're thinking, we're thinking alike. I mean, I, I, I have thought this for a while, and then I got, I got tired of people just completely disagreeing. And I know, you know, David Force has said on the David Force show that he's a starter. But I just I think of David Price in that run that the uh, when Rays. they went to the World Series against the Phillies were they the Devil Rays or the Rays at the time? Uh, I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think I think they were the Rays. But I don't know. Devil Rays or Rays. I mean, think about how valuable he was, and that's kind of you know. Andrew Miller, you just think about these guys that you can say, Josh Hader, you can say, I'm bringing you in, and I'm bringing you in for multiple innings, and you're going to get high leverage outs. You know what basically this thing is, Jesse? How do we get the ball to Liam Hendricks? I don't care how you do it. I don't care how you do it. I don't care what the names are on the back of the jersey. Just tell me your game plan in game one and two, and if there is a third in this first round, tell me how you get the ball to Liam Hendricks. That's all that matters. For six outs, if it's a, you know, 
you know, six outs. I don't, I don't mind using him for two innings because, you know, that wild card game with Doolittle probably should have come out there in the, in the eighth inning. But well, one last thing I will say is, you know, these, um, these, these people who are critical of talking about Lizardo that way, they need to understand he's 22 years old. Go look, go to baseball reference. Anybody can go there. Look at Johan Santana's 20, age 22 season and look what he was doing. He was coming out of the bullpen. Go look at what, go look at the first year Randy Johnson had a good season, a plus 100 ERA plus season. He was in his late 20s. Go look at, uh, you know, Sandy Koufax. Sandy Koufax was on the Dodgers in 1959, but it was Larry Sherry who got the World Series MVP. Koufax didn't even pitch in that World Series. That was his fifth year in the league. He didn't get good until his, like, sixth year. So you got to, you know, first of all, you got to guard against injuries. So you have to build these guys up. You don't want to overwork them. And second, you have to, he's not, he's not ready yet. He's a, he could be a dominant reliever, right? He could be Billy Wagner right now, but he's not Johan Santana yet. He won't be that for another year or two. Now, good point, Jesse. Thank you for the phone call. Good stuff as always. Don't get mad, folks. We're just talking baseball. And I try just to advise we need to pump the brakes on Jesus Lazardo. He's not that guy you think he is yet. But Townsend, he was great against the Astros, yes. But the time before that against the Padres and the time now, I mean, he's got over a four ERA. Your numbers are your numbers. But what we're saying is, okay, let's say you go, all right, you're going to go Bassett. Uh, that'd be all right-handed. I'm just let's just, okay. I'm just gonna let's just say it's Fires, Manai, and Bassett. Okay, or throw Frankie in there and take some back. Whatever it is, being able to bring in Jesus Lazardo in the fifth or the sixth and pitch him for three dominant innings, we know he can do that, and that gets you to the ball to Liam Hendricks, which is, okay, game one, over. In a best-case scenario, now you don't even have to pitch him in game two. You win game two, and it's off to Petco or Dodger Stadium. But if you lose game two, I now can bring him back in game three and do that all over again. And now I'm looking at my starter, and I'm Bob Melvin, I'm Scott Emerson. I'm like, man, I just need to get five out of this guy. And even, even if I don't, I still have a pretty darn good bullpen. And if he can only give me three, I can have, you know, like, like Jesse said, when Dell can come in, you pitch the fourth, maybe gets me the fifth. If he doesn't, I got sorry. I got all these other guys. And then I can give the ball to Jesus. Jesus, bridge me. Build my bridge to Liam Hendricks. Dominate for three innings. Because there's something to be said, trust me, for a pitcher. When you know you're only going an inning, two innings, three innings, versus I want to go long in a game as a starter, because that's what I'm taught to do. 
Good starters go long in games, so I have to conserve. I can't throw every pitch as hard as I can, because if I do, I'll run out of gas. I want to go seven. I want to be dominant. That's who I want to be as a professional. Take that away from Jesus Lazardo and say, Jesus, you're coming out of the bullpen, buddy. Give me three innings and give it all you got. Give them hell. Give them hell. Go all out, baby. Here it is. This is all I got for three innings. And then I got Liam Hendricks coming in from the right side, close this baby out. I think that's a solid game plan. I don't make the decisions, but I think it's a solid game plan. And that's my thing. The game plan has to be, how do you get that ball to Liam Hendricks? And game one, game two, and game three if needed. That's all I care. That's all I care about. And I don't want to hear about, I don't want, I mean, if we go numbers, which a lot of you don't like, from a standpoint of Mike Fires, this team wins when he pitches. The numbers show it. And I believe I can get five out of him. Frankie Montas, great stuff. I, I once had a conversation in Arizona with an A's executive who asked me, why does a guy with that kind of stuff get hit so hard? And I was like, a great question. And then all of a sudden he becomes dominant, but then he tests positive for PEDs. And then now I don't know what I'm getting. Sean is throwing the ball better, no question. But I'm a little, I'm a little, be a little grindy. Yeah, it's it's a little grindy. But I'm a little, I'm a little scared from the last time we saw pressure situation Tampa Bay wild card game. Sorry, just a little. I know things are different, but I'm still a little gun shy on that. I know Bassett. I'm not sure on Lazardo. Is Lazardo more because he can do it? He pitched in the wild card game last year. He can come out of the bullpen. He's proven it. You have to ask yourself: Is one start more important than having him pitch twice? In this three-game set. The stuff beyond doesn't matter if you can't get there. Like, once you get into seven-game series, okay, now he can pitch multiple times as a starter, fine. But how are you going to get there? Is he more valuable, high-leverage, middle-to-late innings, or starting a game where he could be out in the third or fourth inning? It's worth talking about. Coming up next, we're going to hear from Bob Melvin, the skipper, after a long day for him, no question, right here on the Ace Clubhouse Show, presented by your Northern California Lexus dealers. Here's what we want everyone to do. Count all the hugs you haven't given, all the hands you haven't held, all the dinners you didn't share with friends, the trips you haven't taken. Keep track of them. Each one means one less person vulnerable, one less person exposed and one step closer to a healthier community. So for now, keep your distance, but don't lose count. We'll have some catching up to do. Kaiser Permanente. Thrive.
Want a more exciting checking account? First United Credit Union is swinging for the fences with a free rewards checking account. As a local not-for-profit financial institution, First United Credit Union is giving you no monthly fee, no minimum balance, pays interest, and earns up to double points on a Visa rewards card. Redeem points for gift cards, travel, merchandise, even cash. Better yet, for a limited time, they'll give you $100 to open an account and use it. Open an account online or at any of their East Bay branches. Visit firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics for details. Insured by NCU. Oakland A's baseball. Play ball. You're all in, cheering our A's through every home run, stolen base, and Steerack 3. But when the final out is called, game time doesn't have to be over when you escape to Cash Creek Casino Resort. Cash Creek is just a short drive away for the long-needed break you deserve with our luxury spa, award-winning golf course, amazing restaurants, and, of course, world-class gaming. Cash Creek Casino Resort, proud partner of our Oakland A's. The postseason chase is heating up, and A's Cast has you covered. Your 24-7 destination for A's baseball will be with you all September long as the A's vie for their third consecutive postseason berth. With play-by-play for every game, live shows, and non-stop podcasts, A's Cast is your audio home for the postseason. Tune in today by heading to athletics.com slash A's Cast. That's athletics.com slash A's Cast. Oakland A's baseball. Play ball. You're all in, cheering our A's through every home run, stolen base, and Steerack 3. But when the final out is called, game time doesn't have to be over when you escape to Cash Creek Casino Resort. Cash Creek is just a short drive away for the long-needed break you deserve with our luxury spa, award-winning golf course, amazing restaurants, and, of course, world-class gaming. Cash Creek Casino Resort, proud partner of our Oakland A's. NBC Sports California is the home of the authentic A's fan. That baby is gone. We're with the A's every step of the 2020 season. Join the East Bay crew of host Brody Brazil and analyst Stu Dontrell, Dip, and Shooty as they provide analysis on A's pre- and post-game live. Stream your A's and get the latest news all on the My Teams app. And check out NBCSportsCalifornia.com slash athletics for additional coverage from Jessica Klein-Schmidt and Scott Baer. Your A's, your way on My Teams and NBC Sports California. You're working from home. So how do you connect with coworkers and clients? With Ring Central the number one global communication solution for business. Ring Central makes talking, texting, collaborating, and video calls easy. And it's all on one platform. And when we say everyone should be connected, we mean it. It's why we're giving Ring Central free to educators, health providers, and nonprofits. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Welcome to the new Ring Central. Tootsie Roll Midgey is a great way to enjoy one of your old-time favorites, Tootsie Rolls. Each Tootsie Roll Midgey is a chewy chocolatey treat individually wrapped for freshness and full of Tootsie Fun. Now available in 25% more free lay-down bags. That is a lot of good old Tootsie flavor. Also try Tootsie Fruit Chews. There are five delicious flavors in each bag. Unlock offers and receive exclusive in-game features by downloading the MLB Ballpark app for iPhone and Android today. Plus, get the latest information on game times, schedules, and more. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show, presented by your Northern California Lexus dealers. It's been a long day, but you call in. And I'm ready to rock. Jesse and Turlock, you are on the A's Clubhouse Show. Yes, Tony, uh, I agree with Jesse over there in uh, 
from a prison or prison hill that you know that um that Sue Losardo we should give him a chance a little bit more because he's still young. But I see I see that um I see that when he gets hit he gets the pitches right down the middle and his fastball and his curveball is vulnerable because he's pitching down the middle. He should pitch more like in the corners. Sort of like a Tom Glavin and like he said, like a Johansson Tana. And I also like, like he mentioned that Machine and La Sela take, um, work the counts more, they hit foul, foul balls, and they're more patient, not waiting for the big hits, the big home runs. Yeah, it's it's uh, you're seeing approach where guys are looking to make contact, and it's uh, it's nice to see. I mean, the club just they just strike out too much, and it's just it's tough to watch. And if you're going to go up against good playoff pitching, you know, striking out ten, twelve times a game is not going to be uh, an ideal game plan. There, do you, do you see like the National League is more like that type of hitting, like. They, they don't go for home runs or anything. They just want to see the see the ball and hit the ball like Machine and La Stella. That's why they're so they're so like hard to strike out. No, I I and, and I I don't think there's really a difference anymore that much between that. I mean, because look at the Dodgers. The Dodgers are grip and rip it. There's 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 you know the Padres grip and rip it. Uh, Phillies. There's a bunch of these teams that it's 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 the it's the modern day approach is different because you get paid when you hit home runs. You get paid when you drive in runs. You you know, hitting behind the runners and bunting and all this small ball, that's not going to get you paid, and that's not going to get you to the big leagues. But there will always be a place for a guy like Listella because he's a productive player. If you're productive, you don't have to hit 30 home runs. But he's a winning ball player. When you're a winning ball player, people are going to want you around. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, the A's have this profile of the guy they want. But at the training, you know, when they're looking to make a trade, I mean, they realize we strike out too much. We got to start making more contact. So what does David Forrest do? And by the way, Jesse, thank you for the phone call. He calls Billy Epler and says, hey, what about Listella? I mean, they see the deficiencies. These guys are smart. The A's guys are really smart. They're arguably the smartest front office there is. They made a movie about them. They understand it. And this philosophy of ball goes far, team goes far, is great during the regular season at times. I mean, everybody's going to struggle at some point. But it's like, okay, how do you win in the postseason? Every single run is so precious in the postseason. It's unbelievable. And how are you going to score? Can you hit a ton of home runs in the postseason? Of course you can. You see home runs. You saw home runs in this last World Series. But are your guys going to do it? I like balance. I think everybody likes balance. Like I was talking about the football analogy, yeah, I, I, I like to throw the ball and run the ball. I like to keep the defense on their toes. I like balance. I just don't want one thing. And that one thing now is very common in baseball. It's the three true outcomes. Home runs, strikeout, and walks. Walks are great if you can turn them into something. But if you're going to walk... And the two guys behind you are going to strike out. Your walk, 
walk, base hit, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't do anything for you. You got to be able to hit people home. You got to make contact. Let's go to Roger in Berkeley. Roger, welcome to the A's Clubhouse show. Chris, what's going on? It's three to one Chai Sox in the top of the ninth. Really? Yeah, so. I lost too bad. track We're... of that, by the way. I've just been talking. All right, 3 1 in the top of the night. Yeah, the White Sox, I don't think anybody wants to. They've got so much talent. I don't think anybody wants to hook up with those guys. No, we don't want that problem because Jose Abreu, he's a beast. Yeah, how about that? Remember, they were like, well, we're not sure if we're going to resign him. I think they're pretty happy they resigned. I mean, he could he got more money. I mean, but he loves playing for the White Sox, and they're so lucky it turned out he resigned with them. It's unbelievable. They're so lucky. It's like I don't get, you know, I was going to call about something else, but we got into this. I don't get when they lowball certain guys, or, or he took less. He even said it, and he's a Cuban guy. He fell in love with Chicago. You know, they want to feel comfortable coming over here from overseas, not knowing the language. So, you know, that's fine. But I, I, I don't get when they give certain guys the whole Brinks truck, you know, and then certain guys, it's like I would have thought, I, I mean, when since Jose Abreu has been in the league, I thought he's been a huge value, and I was, I was like, oddly stricken by what what he took in the open market. Yeah, the guy's been a beast, for God's sakes. I mean, you look, I mean, just this year alone, he's hitting 317, 15 jacks. He's got a 980 OPS. His OPS plus is 163. That's, I mean, every year you look at, I mean, look, 36 home runs, 30 home runs, 25, 33, 22, 33, 100 RBIs every year. Last year he had 123 and led the league, and, you're, and he's having to fight for a contract? That was crazy. That was crazy. And good guy in the clubhouse, good with the Latin guys, Aloy Jimenez, the young guys, they all look up to him. So, um, But, yeah, standings watch, you know, we're, we're looking up at the Rays. It's like, you know, for a time there, we were first place, and now, honestly, we're looking at probably the three seed, and the three seed plays the six seed, and the six seed is looking like the Astros. So that's a tough break, you know, but we get three at home. I like how we match up. They're kind of banged up. They're saying maybe Verlander comes back, the ghost of Verlander haunting us in Oakland. You know, we don't <laughs> want to see that, but, you know, we don't know if he's 100%. Yeah, so. hey, hey, I, I'll keep saying this. I'll believe Verlander's going to be back when I see him on a mound in a game. Until then, I'm not buying it. Yeah, and what Braden, uh, Dallas Braden said, I don't want to see Shane Bieber. You know, like, it, he's he's right now uh, Cy Young for AL. So in, if you get him in a three-game series, I mean, you might as well chalk that first game up to a loss, and then now you got to fight back two games. And they got Carrasco, and they got... Um, they got Savali. So then, you know, it's like there's a couple teams out there that are tough. It's going to be – it's like luck. It's like whoever gets lucky in those games. You hit a three-run bomb, all of a sudden you're in the driver's seat. So, Oh, you know what? I mean, think about it. A great comparison is the NCAA tournament. Think about how that works, right? Like, well – you know, you don't want to face North Carolina, but then again, I don't want to face Ohio State. And then, I, I mean, I mean, everybody can play and everybody can knock you out. That's why tournaments 
are so great because everybody's got a shot. No, you're right. And then it's who's hot. Just like you said, tournament, who's hot. So I don't want to match up. Oh, it's a bad matchup. They're big. We're small. Who's hot. So it, it doesn't just go into who ran the regular season with the 115 wins, you know? Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and then you have like, all of a sudden there could be some kid. I don't know if you've heard of this kid. Uh, Cause most people had no clue who he was at Davidson. His name is Steph Curry. Uh, you knew who his dad was, Dell, who hit a lot of threes, but no one knew who the hell Steph Curry was. Did you want to match up against Davidson? Hell no, you didn't want, cause they shot the lights out. So, you know, Davidson would be this this team, like I don't know, like the Giants, or I mean, if you look at the Giants, I mean, this is hard to. This is a team that had Hunter Pence and Pablo Sandoval. You go down the line, and the Giants have had a better year offensively than the A's. Couldn't believe it when I was checking it. Couldn't believe it. Oh no, they've had good like Donovan Solano's hitting for a high average. Look at our averages. We never, I mean, we never really have high averages, but. Our top guys are like 260, 250. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. You know, so we, we're we not doing much average. Like, you look at when we were playing the Padres, we, it was like Myers is having a good year. Machado is having a good year. Tatis is having a great year. Hosmer is living up to the contract. It's like you go down, even Angels, when we play them, they're stacked on lineup. They just can't pitch. Everybody's going to be dangerous. Everybody. Uh, it's just a reality. I mean, yeah, the Astros are banged up. They still got a ton of talent. I mean, it, it, this, I, I don't even want to worry about the ALDS and ALC. I don't want, I mean, this, 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 this little three gamer right here, right out of the gate, you know, yeah, I want to get to Petco or, or get to uh, Dodger stadium, but this first little uh, three gamer, it's scary. No, it's scary. And as Oakland, I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful. I mean, I'm a lifelong we don't really have the right to look beyond that to ALCS and all that and matchup. I mean, you haven't done any. You've lost a lot of wild card games. You lost a lot of DSs when you had uh, Mulder, Hudson, Zito. So you got to really, like, we got to match up. You got to get the whole front office, everybody, the scouting department on those three games. We got to win those three games, and then we got to go and then win those next series. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really important. It's like... Make or break. You know, we don't have Simeon and Hendricks this year. Let's be real. They're not coming back. So. I don't know about any so of that. Time, I just, I just uh, appreciate the phone call. It's just, the A's are going to be in the playoffs. Magic number six. They are going to be in the playoffs. And they're probably going to be doing it from home. That's, you know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, jinx anything, but that's the deal. And those three games, you'd like to win in two, have a little time, but who knows. And I think this is going to be a lot of fun. We're finally going to see this playoff format where it's a tournament. I think people are going to love it. And it's going to begin, I think it's going to begin on, and this what, you know, why I understand people could be saying, like, why are they playing this game? This air quality is so bad. Well, here's the problem. And until the players' union agrees on anything, 
But what it looks like is you're going to end the season, what, on September 27th? And then just looking at the uh, calendar. And then on Tuesday, the 29th, it would start. So the last thing you want to do is play a doubleheader. A's are already playing a doubleheader on the 26th. But, like, that was the whole thing about the, the Padres and the Giants is you don't want to have to play a, a doubleheader on the 25th, 26th, 27th, one day off, have to travel probably, and then start on the 29th. You do not want that. I mean, that's, a lot, I mean, that, that's what kind of sucks for the A's is that you're going to go in this wild card round and you're going to have played four games in three days, get one day off, but hopefully uh, you're going to be at home and you didn't have to leave and you're already at home because you're ending the season at home. The more you talk about it, the more you realize just how brutal. This is brutal. Just They just flew into Seattle for a day to play two games. They're on a plane right now heading to Colorado. They're not there yet. Takes about what? About a little bit after an hour before they can get on the plane and leave. They're in the air now. They're not going to get to Colorado till who knows? It's going to be late. Then you got to get up, and it's a. You got two games, and you got a day off. What they do really need, though, is to not have any mishaps testing wise with COVID. They need the day off on the 17th. They need the day off on the 21st. Because this. Think about this. Like the Astros had the day off today. This was supposed to be an off day for the A's. This was supposed to be a breather. Instead of a breather, you got a doubleheader in another town in the Pacific Northwest. Think about that. They were supposed to leave. Quickly, let's pause for station identification right here on the A's Radio Network and A's Cast. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. So this was supposed to, they were supposed to leave Texas yesterday, Arlington, which I've never done this flight, but I got to assume it's not a bad flight at all. Texas to Colorado. I mean, you're just heading north, right? They were supposed to have today off. Today was a breather. But instead of a breather, you now had to fly from Texas to Seattle, play a doubleheader, get back on the plane, and now fly to Colorado for two games. I mean, it's just... This is rough. Let's hear from the skipper, Bob Melvin, after this doubleheader. Bob, um, what, uh, what can you just say about what you got from Miner there in the second game? Yeah, it was great. You know, and I gave him the option if he wanted to go out there and finish it. You know, it was pretty smoky out there. And guys were starting to feel it in the second game some. I think the numbers were pretty high. Um, but he wanted it bad. So I didn't want him to, to go over 105. But uh, you know, he, he got it done less than that. So terrific outing. And it really makes you feel, you know, belong to a new team. You know, similar to Lamb hitting a homer and so forth, really feel it feels like you're part of the team that much quicker when you when you have that type outing. You have seen uh, being in the same division. You have seen uh, Minor many times. How this game today compared to the best you have seen them pitch? No, we've seen him pitch some good games against us. You know, it's this year. It's I'm sure it's his best outing this year. I know it was more 
you know, fastball changeup. Now he's working his slider and his curveball and making it the true four pitch mix. So it was it was impressive, especially after you know such a difficult game in the first game to, to come out and respond like that. Were you given any uh, any option about playing or not playing because of the smoke, or was that completely out of your hands? No one, no one said a word. I heard it was 200 was the cutoff level to start, and my understanding was it was way over that in both games. How encouraging is to get that kind of performance by uh, a, a, a Lamb in his first game with the A's? Yeah, it was great. I mean, it, it really makes you feel part of the team. Um you know, it can be difficult coming in this this late in the season to a new team and trying to get to know new teammates. And, you know, you want to you want to perform well right away. And he did. So I'm sure he's feeling that much better today and, and how much more part of the group. This was your third doubleheader in a week. How do you feel you came out of the whole stretch? I thought we did fine. You know, we had two more two more games to play before we actually get an off day. Um so, you know, we knew the stretch was coming. We knew it would be difficult, you know, to be around 500 at this point with two more to go. Can't complain about it. You know, we wish we took the first game, but, you know, sometimes you're going to lose games like that. Our bullpen's been the key to our success this year. So every now and then it's, you know, you're going to have a tough game. What do you think about that uh, Kyle Lewis uh, play? And when something like that happens to you in the second game after a first game like that, do you say to yourself, here we go again? It's you, you make a good point because it feels like a lot stacked against you, you know, after the, the way the first game ended. And now all of a sudden we have a chance to take a five run lead and it gets taken away from you. You, you have to resist that feeling. But these guys have been good about that for the last couple of years. You know, it's about, you know, having some adversity and coming back and, and playing well right after that. And almost every time they do. Well, Lamb, heck of a start. Two for four, double, home run, two runs scored. You got to love it. Here he is about his debut with the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Jake. How you guys doing? Good. Welcome. That was the nice nice little debut for you there, right? Yeah, it felt good. It was a, it was a great debut. A lot of fun. What was the problem in, in uh, uh, with Arizona that – were you there was talk about you were still coming back from injuries and stuff like that but was that uh was that a factor in your season or, or what uh no no injuries you know I've, this is the best i've felt physically in a few years so injuries had nothing to do with it yeah hey, uh, jake uh, uh, were you confident uh, that you were going to get another shot this same year and how do you feel you know coming from uh, being dfa to be into a team that you could help go deep into the postseason yeah to be honest I didn't I didn't really know uh this was you know the the Dimebacks were the only team that I've ever been with and obviously the DFA was a little bit of a surprise but uh you know I got the call that you know this team needed someone and um yeah like you said it's you know we're in the playoff race and um I'm so so excited to be here do you know anybody on this club at all particularly uh, I mean, from playing against guys, I know, uh, I know TJ McFarlane played some college summer ball with, uh, Piscotti, but, uh, other than that, just watching guys from afar. Does it, does it help to, uh, to be able to come in and, and 
just contribute sort of right away um, when you're getting to know a new team. And like you said, this is the first time you've changed teams before. So to be able to do that in their first game. Yeah, for sure. You know, if you always want to come in and um, make an impact and uh, hit hit a couple balls well tonight and had some good ABs. So um, that was that was a lot of fun. Didn't hurt that it was your hometown too, Jake. That had to be a little little extra icing on the cake. Yeah, it was. It's really cool to be back here. Um, I think the only time I've played here in in the big leagues is 2015. So uh, to to do it here with a new team, having a fresh start in Seattle, it, it was uh, it was a special day. Being from there, Jake, from uh, Seattle, have you uh, do you remember another day that has been so bad with the air quality like today? No, I've never seen it like this before, ever. So, you know, I, I've been getting pictures and stuff from my, from my family, um, you know, when I was in Arizona. And it's, it's hard to believe, you know, it just looks like bad, bad fog. And then you get here and it's, it's, it's real, you know. And, um, but I've never seen it like this. Were you surprised that they were able to get the, both games in, given the air quality? Uh, I mean... I've never really played uh, other than when we went to Oakland this year. Um, I've never seen, you know, really bad air quality like this before um, here and just, you know, playing in the big leagues. So, like I said, the, when we came to Oakland earlier this year, that was the first time um, I'd seen it that smoky. And then definitely the first time I've seen it here. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was nice to get them in. Jake, I know you're disappointed with the DFA, but you're a, you're a former all-star. You've had success in the big leagues, and you had a chance maybe to look at options for a team that's heading toward the postseason. Was it strictly Oakland, or, the, or were there decisions that you had to, to arrive at to, to make sure that this was the right spot for you? No, I mean, I just, you know, um, you always hate to see injuries, especially being a guy that got hurt. Um, but I just saw this was a – uh, you know, a good opportunity for me, um, a chance to come in and get some ABs and, you know, hopefully uh, contribute to, to a winning team and a playoff run. So I was, you know, this was, this is a great fit for me. And what did you think uh, watching Mike Miner throw today? Uh, I mean, the times I've faced him, it's, it's not surprising to me at all. He did an awesome job. He was pounding the zone and getting weak contact. So he's uh He's always been tough for me, so uh, I'm not I'm not really surprised. Hey, that's a debut right there. That was one heck of a debut. And it just shows what a mental game baseball truly is in all professional sports. A change in venue, a change in team, a change of seeing different guys in a different uniform and a different, you know, and now he's joining in Seattle, but sometimes you just need that change to get you back on track. I don't know if he's going to get back on track, but if he does, I mean that, I mean, this is a guy who was an all-star not that long ago. Now it wasn't yesterday, but it wasn't that long ago. I'm proud of these guys. I'm proud of this organization. I'm proud to work for this organization. From Dave Cavill to David Forrest, Billy Bean, their staffs, Bob Melvin and his staff. I mean, it's bad enough you have this virus out there, this deadly virus. 
And then now you're dealing with fires and smoke and they're worried about the hurricane in Houston. I mean, it's like it's one thing after another just to get these games in. Baseball needs to get to the postseason. And I think tonight might be the biggest example. You heard Bob Melvin there. There's a certain number that you get to that, you're not really supposed to play. They went well over that number. Why? Well, because they got to get these games in. And they don't want these guys playing more doubleheaders the last week, the last weekend of the season. It's it's about getting to the postseason, playing the postseason, and getting the postseason money. It's a business. And we all need it. We can't run from that. We all need it. And there's a reason why they have these seven inning doubleheaders. This is why. You got to get these games in and move on. You know, you kind of wish everybody had a dome with a retractable roof and you could just kind of bubble wrap it, but that's not the way Seattle is. It's wide open. They have the roof, but the sides are open. It's a really cool design, but let me tell you, it's freezing cold. <laughs> it's, it can get really cold. Beautiful ballpark, but it gets cold. And right next door is the football stadium. And, oh, my God, every single time I've been there, it's been raining. All right, so it's a split doubleheader. The A's lose game one, 6-5. to five. They win the second game, 9 nothing, and it's off to Colorado. Hopefully, hopefully they'll land soon. And uh, game tomorrow, first pitch will be 540. We'll have A's total access for you at 445. As we always say, everybody, be safe, and we'll be back tomorrow at 445 right here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. Have a great night, everybody. At Roundtable Pizza, we know what you expect from a great pizza. For over 60 years, we've been hand-rolling our dough daily and using only the finest ingredients, like real California cheese and sauce made in-house. Enjoy six free garlic parmesan or cinnamon twists when you download our new Roundtable Pizza Royal Rewards app via the App Store or Google Play. Or sign up online at roundtablepizza.com rewards. Roundtable Pizza Royalty. You're working from home. So how do you connect with coworkers and clients? With Ring Central, the number one global communication solution for business. Ring Central makes talking, texting, collaborating, and video calls easy. And it's all on one platform. And when we say everyone should be connected, we mean it. It's why we're giving Ring Central free to educators, health providers, and nonprofits. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Welcome to the new Ring Central. Hit well. Back is Upton at the track, at the wall, and out it goes for Steven Piscotti. A two-out, three-run blow. Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of Oakland A's Baseball. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 